week, another episode. We're back with, as I mentioned last at the end of last episode, Stephen King's Misery from the 90s. Admittedly, I said uh, one of the Stephen King's films from the 90s. There was quite a few in that period. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? Good. Delightful. Um, just before we get going, I was just going to mention the fact that um, a couple of things happened on the gaming front um, this week. Mm. Uh, the trailer was delivered by Naughty Dog for The Last of Us Part 2. Um, basically, I, I, not really a trailer, it was more of a, I guess you'd just call it sort of a teaser thing. Yeah, your whole body went stiff, oh. didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he ejaculated at the top of his head. Mega excited. <laughs> I, I was super excited. We're all there, mate. Because initially, I remember having this conversation with you, Jared, that I... I'd be really, up, I'd be slightly upset if the, it doesn't live up to it because mm. the first one was so good and it, it was a one of a kind in my book and it could have been a one off. Like mm. they could have just left yeah. one off. But then the moment I saw it, I thought, "Fuck, can't wait, can't wait to, to get back into it." Because and we were I think talking I'll do about something with it. We were talking about sequels and we sort of decided it would be really hard to do it without them because the story was story was so sort of personal and about the two of them. Her yeah. role was so critical to what was going on and. Mm. I'll be really yeah. interested to see how they tackle that because the first one, yeah, was one of the best games ever. I think so. Well, yeah, probably the like it's one of the standout experiences I've ever. Yeah, had I, 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 I'll go out on a limb and say the best game I've ever played. Yeah, fair no enough. Doubt about it. I won't argue. Um, and that's 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 including things like Uncharted, and Uncharted Four, and those sorts of things, which are using essentially the same sort of. That's where the, this came from. Lineal story, story but, but um, cinematic this stuff. This took it to another level and yeah. did so many great things with it. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. One uh, of few games where the emotions were high, shall oh, we say. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's a full on game, much there. especially as you know, people well, having kids. Came out in that opening sequence where his daughter gets... Yeah, that's yeah. heavy. <laughs> but... <laughs> More than more than once during the game, yeah, there was man. a couple of moments where so, it was just like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, and um, I think that they left it the way they ended it was so cool. Yeah, that it has it do, does have juice to go for another one. Oh yeah, for sure. But um, I it's guess such a high mark though that you just can't help but think, "How do you how do you hit that again?" Yeah, that's my concern. But the excitement was there from four minutes yeah. of what they showed us. Absolutely, yeah. just had me going. Yeah, we I'm convinced Naughty Dog's putting all their eggs in that basket at the moment, though, because obviously Uncharted's run its course, yeah. sort of, at the, well, from what we spoke about before. I was going to mention, they yeah. actually released eight minutes of footage of from Uncharted, the Lost the lost Tapes, or the Lost something. Around. Obviously not as pumped about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty pumped I, about it. I must admit, I didn't watch the whole eight minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm interested, Yep. but with no Nathan Drake, it's just not the same. Yeah. I think that that series, the, the thing that made that series so good was the interaction between him and Sully. Him and everyone, really. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and they really, really got that right. And I'm not saying that they won't do a good job with this, um, The Lost Missions or whatever it's called, but... <laughs> That's the third It's The Lost Something. <laughs> the Lost World. Let's go with The Lost... It's got a giant yeah. hybrid dinosaur. But I'm just, I'm, I'm just thinking that it will it sort of cross over for people who... Who loved the originals? Mm. Will we sort the, of? The good thing is those other two way. characters that, that you mentioned, Chloe and Elena, 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 I think it is. They're, they're really well-rounded characters yeah, yeah. as well, and they're pretty in-depth, and they're both well-liked characters in the in the you know the whole story of of the original first four games. So hopefully that helps. But yeah, I mean Nathan's you know he's quipping and that sort of shit was really part of what made it special. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, Naughty Dog's not going to fucking upset No, me. they're not going to fuck it up. It's I'm not, not, not going to be mad. No. So, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. And the last one is we've, our Us Friday the 13th, the game backers have received our wallpapers. Ooh. In the uh, <laughs> look at you mode. two, you're so excited. Um, I'm giggling because Adam sent me things. Hey, did you get your wallpapers? <laughs> oh, I'm kind of like. No, sure. I'm going to be honest. I haven't opened the wallpapers. Well, I, I, I want game. Know why they were there? I don't care about a picture. Yeah, I can just I, take a snapshot of something. There's my wallpaper. But yeah, they're also releasing a shitload of videos and and, yeah. and um, screenshots and everything they're doing, and they're saying that the the beta stuff is coming out at the start of this next year. 
Um, so hopefully we'll get a chance to, to give that a go if possible. You, you'll primed. probably have your pants off. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm primed, and that's going to probably last about 10 minutes until I remember that I'm Could a shit game player and people are going to be kicking my ass all over the Crystal Lake. I'm just doing run. I'm just going to run That's yeah. my yeah. approach. Out the window. <laughs> go, 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 go. I'm going to be, if I get if I uh, am Jason, I'm going to be falling for the radio. I'm going to hear the radio. Oh, someone's going to No, fuck. They're running away. They got me. So, I'm going to do the old Call of Duty style that I used to do. Can I steal it? Nah, nah, I'm just going to keep the fucking run talking. Yeah. <laughs> so, I used to love playing split screen because um, I would see somebody sitting and waiting and then I'd see myself run out into the middle of the field. <laughs> <and going, "Wow." laughs> You'd watch your demise on their yeah. screen. Yeah. But Top shelf. Where are you? Oh, there. There you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm, In I'm my gun sights. I'm looking forward to Friday the 13th, especially the fact that they've, they've taken the time. And there's, I've, I've been looking at their Facebook and people are sort of blowing up and I'm like... Just no. don't worry about it. Give this it, is good. This let is it grow. Yeah. But as I said to you when we backed it and it said August, I said I'll be happy if it's if I'll be happy if it's out March the year after. Because yeah. you know it's going to get delayed. You yeah. know these projects are going to be take some time. And I like you. I think they're doing the right things. Hold it back and give us more. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Make it better. Yep. Don't give us shit and then. Because then you'll just... I mean, be, it could be uh, like... It's a, a wave of hate. Patches. Rubbish it could be yeah. like, you know, Assassin's Creed Unity when people's faces aren't finished and they go floating off into the air and shit like that. Sounds hold great. It, hold it back and fix that. Yeah. Way to go, Ubisoft. Yeah, good work, <laughs> um, Money grab, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. Let's chuck on the trailer for 1990s Misery. almost died. You have a compound fracture of the tibia in both legs and the fibula in the right leg is fractured too. And as soon as the roads open, I'll take you to a hospital. In the meantime, you've got a lot of recovering to do. There is nothing to worry about. You're going to be just fine. I'm your number one fan. My name is Annie Wilkes. I think one of my clients, Paul Sheldon, might be in some kind of trouble. You mean Paul Sheldon, the writer? Everybody sure likes those misery books. They had it at the store, Paul. They said he checked out last Tuesday. Isn't that a little strange? I guess it was kind of a miracle you finding me. In a way, I was following you. You were following me? Oh, Paul, I've read everything of yours, but the misery novels. You must be a good man, or you could never have created such a wondrous, loving creature as Misery Chastain. Very kind. The presumption must now be that Paul Sheldon is dead. Dirty bird. How could you? Misery Chastain cannot be dead. Misery spirit is still alive. I don't want her spirit! I want her! And you murdered her! You don't think he's dead, do you? And don't even think about anybody coming for you, because I never called them. Nobody knows you're here. And you better hope nothing happens to me. Because if I die, you die. been out. Is this what you're looking for? Eventually, you'll come to accept the idea of being here. Annie, whatever you think I'm not doing, please don't do it. Annie, for God's sake. Shh, darling. Trust me. God's sake. It's for the best. God, I love you. Misery, directed by Rob Reiner, who gave us When Harry Met Sally and Stand By Me. Produced by Rob Reiner and Andrew Scheinerman, who actually produced Seinfeld and A Few Good Men. Screenplay by William Goldman, who's a two-time Oscar winner for All the President's Men and Butch Cassidy and The Sundance Kid, and it's based on the novel by Stephen King. James Carnes, Paul Sheldon, Kathy Bates is Annie Wilkes, Richard Farnsworth is Buster, and Lauren Bacall is... Marcia Sindel. The budget is was $20 million and the box office was $61 million in the US. Now, according to William Goldman's, one of William Goldman's books, 
The role of Paul Sheldon was offered to pretty much everyone on the William Hurt, on Earth. Kevin Klein, Michael Douglas, Harrison Ford, Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Richard Dreyfus, Gene Hackman, Robert Redford, and Warren Beatty, mm. all of whom declined. Yeah, no thanks. Right. Interesting. Mm. There's a few uh, names in that we could have used to hit about nine. <laughs> so perhaps the rethink on that might have been there. Apparently, yeah. the beef with that too—it it sounds a little bit uh, like the, the, like most of them were threatened by the fact that um, the any character kind of was the star of the movie. Not yeah. that she was the, the um, protagonist or anything, but that she sort of overshadowed the male role. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously a pretty much a two-person movie, so. They didn't want to be outshone. Yeah, exactly. And and it, you can see there's some pretty big names there who would have been sort of in the peak of their game at the time. Mm. Probably were thinking, oh, well, I can't, you know, I can't play a character role. I can't be, do a sort of a two-hander. Yeah. Um, but, Jared, mm. give us your thoughts, mate. Score out of five. I'm going to get shot down here because I'm going to be the dissenting voice a little bit. I didn't love it as much as I previously had. And I really used to like this movie a lot. In saying that, I still enjoyed it a lot, but I thought this was an absolute gem and it just sort of, maybe it was just a mind frame I was in or something, it just fell a little bit short of the mark. There's a couple of things that I think didn't hold up quite as well. Um, In saying that, there's a couple of things that are now more relevant in a way. There's things about this movie that sort of bring up like fan fiction and internet criticism and things like that. The whole premise of it is really good, if a little convenient. The the premise is really, really good that he's kind of trapped and he's physically incapable as well because it just means she's got free reign and it's really scary at times. I was going to go... I feel like I should give it a four. I think I will. I was going to go three and a half, but I think I'll, I think I'll give it a four because I, I do have a lot of things that I love about this movie and they did hold up. Um, but there was just a couple of little little cracks that I hadn't noticed before. Mm. So. But I'll stick with a four. Solid. Gibber? Uh, yeah, I don't know how you're the dissenting voice then, mate. Um, I was going to go three and a half. I, I sort of reconsidered a little bit. And... I was juggling between the two as well, and I decided on a four. Yeah. So we're in the same space. Um, That's good. I think there's one transcendent part of this movie, and I think the rest of it is pretty generic sort of stuff. I think Kathy Bates is just fucking amazing in this and everything else is probably fine i think just she elevates it to a different level to what it would have been with pretty much anyone doing anything differently to what she was done and i'm not sure how much the direction had in that um because i read a fair bit of stuff and apparently she was really uncomfortable with a lot of the stuff she had to do in it um if that's the case fuck she did a good job i think james khan's pretty good i think a lot of the movie is about just how well they create tension um, by the atmosphere and by the setting and where they are and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I, I pretty much agree with Jared. There's there's some stuff, and I saw it ages ago, there's some stuff that I remembered being better and there's some stuff that I didn't really notice watching it a different way. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with you, mate. I think it's a four. Um, and we'll obviously get into the pros and cons later on. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we're all in the same boat here because I gave it a four as well. Yep. Um, I really like this film. I agree, yes, there are some things that don't quite hold anymore but I think it's in tiny little notches that don't work Kathy Bates is excellent mm. um, but James Khan is equally as good in my book I think he's got the more difficult role she can she, she's got free range she's got a lot more off. to do yeah. he's, he's got to try and work the nuance into the whole thing yeah. and he does it really well plus I love the fact that it's basically like a um, it's, they're trying to outwit each other but once once he begins to realise he is in the real poo, and he's got to make some, he's got to start manoeuvring himself out in some way. It becomes about a battle of wits. Yeah. He he starts to you know he he gets works his way out of the room. He then tries to get a weapon. He starts, and then she counters. And she she stops him. And all because of the fucking penguin. And mm, that little that, penguin. That's the stuff that I really. <clears throat> it's it's basically a back and forth between the two of them. Mm. I think it's got a lot of really good points. Yeah, look, there are some... There is a little bit... It, it shows its age a little bit now. Oh, yeah. And there are a couple of things that don't hold anymore. Some of the effects were still pretty good, though. I was impressed with some of the Ooh, effects yeah. on it. Ooh. Yeah, some cringy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, but, yeah, four out of five, definitely. Yep. 
Um, the bag's not getting hobbled. Ever. Oh, oh nah. I don't want anyone near my ankles because it's so fucking small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, you feel it's like a, someone could just grab you and go. Yeah, it's a, it's a family trait for you, lot though. Oh, you guys are known for your glass man. ankles. So. Yeah, well. Oh, anywhere, anyone, anywhere near Achilles tendon and shit like that. Oh, really, really. See, difficult. we we referenced the uh, we referenced pet cemetery. What we're talking about, and, and that when the little kid sticks the scalpel oh, into the old bloke's fucking yeah. Achilles, that sort of stuff is just super cringy, yeah, and you, it, yeah, it makes you clench up, and yeah, not good stuff. Okay, the likes, it's it's very much like we talked about um, with the raid last episode. This has a very quick, no nonsense type of start. Mm. He's he's within a few minutes. He crashes during the crash credits and being saved and taken back to the house. And within those minutes, you get the understanding that um, that, that that I love that. And I usually don't like flashbacks in the middle of that sort of thing where he's had the accident. But that flashback there, where it just flashes for a minute or two. Yeah. Well, at least kind of gives you some it idea. It did feel weird though. That it does kind of feel jarring because it's not in the right place. <laughs> that was poo. Yeah, <laughs> I had it as a dislike. But I'll, I'll get to it. But yeah, yeah, I I'll at see. least like the fact that at least they got that shit out of the way that he was just writing the misery novels for dollars. Yeah, and he, he hadn't written anything decent. Yeah, and that he was... kind of got the sense that he was writing that new that that was a new novel in the in the in the case, and it wasn't a misery novel. Yeah, yeah. So that was all taken care of very quickly. And also, we knew within, was it about 10 minutes, he's immobile and basically not getting out of there yeah. under his own power. The yeah. setting the setting was quite genius. Like I said, it's very convenient that he had this lunatic just happen across him in his car accident and she was the biggest fan, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But when you get past that, the snow and that setting was, was genius because... Once he gets into that situation and he's immobile, he's not initially not asking questions about. He have says, "Yeah, I'm at the hospital. Yeah, yeah, phone phones are out, down, um, roads are closed, and he yeah. just accepts it." Although As I, you can't, you probably would. I must say, and I agree with the the idea that it's a little bit too convenient. But she does say at one point, oh, "In a way, I've been following you." Yeah, she says, yeah. She "I says, was looking through the window, oh, and watching course, you." They hint at that always, a little bit. I, I knew you were up at the. The Silver Creek. You mm. read the book, which, didn't you? Yeah. Which was there any sort of... I think that... Did she book, cause the accident? No, no, I don't think so. No. I didn't get that. See, so even if she was watching on. him, that's convenient. Yeah. I just... She is a freak. He, he had to have a car accident for her to... Yeah. The, the, the convenience in, is herself. actually the accident. Yeah, not the, the location. The fact that she's following him, I think, is a it's nice explained. touch where she mentions the fact that, in a way, I was following you, which we know... Code is, I was following. Yeah, exactly. And I'm a fucking psychopath. I I think that's his first instance where he's like, oh, this chick's not quite all there. Yeah. So we kind of, we set things up, we put him in this position. We're flying, mate. And we make him, we make him immobile within a very short period of time. Yeah. And it's done really economically and it doesn't waste a lot of time fucking around. Mm. Um, Whereas, you know, you could have had in some of these movies a slow burn. But it's just, the good thing about this is it's a slow burn with him trapped. So instead of spending half an hour getting to being trapped, we are immediately into the mix and we're then slightly building that tension about yeah. So See, they could have had this, the, the flashback portion. They could have had right at the start. And then he says, look, I'm going to go off and I'm going to write the book that's going to make me be taken seriously. Then you get the whole bit of him travelling up there, well, him writing the book yeah. in a montage, well, him going, even, cool, I'm done. Which is kind of what happened. If you place that bit at the start, I, I didn't even have... You I didn't, I didn't really have... Though, I had no had a conversation on the phone when he yeah, the lodge. I had no problem start. with... With what they were trying to do with the flashback, it was the way it just, that it, turned it was out. jarring. Yeah, it just sort of just pops in there. Yeah, it just seems weird. There, he's so there I'm like, hang on, like, was I he hallucinating? Well, uh, I'll expand upon that when we yeah. get. Yeah, yeah, I know. Suddenly that. we cut to the, the, I believe we cut to his little bag, and then yeah. suddenly it's, it's cutting to him sitting there in his office. Yeah, it didn't quite <laughs> yeah, work. Very jarring, but I got, I understood the, and I kind of liked the way they kind of. It was necessary to give us a bit of that context. It just could have been done better. Something that I found quite good and is even though um, Annie in the first few scenes we see her, she's, she's helping him and she's, you know, she seems nice, there's just that sense of it's fucking birds of loose cannon. Yeah, you know? yeah. something's <laughs> not quite right. Anything, yeah. you know? yeah. like, just be careful what you say to her. Yeah. 
So I like that. There's that simmering sort She's of always on something about her face and those yeah. eyes. It's just kind of like. Yeah, something's going to go wrong. <laughs> Mate, after, after watching this, it didn't matter what I saw Kathy Bates in. All I could think of was fucking this character. And yeah. it, she could never be not a psychopath. And you're oh, just you thinking, see, so there's going to be a plot point where she kills someone here, surely. Yeah. You see her in the water, boy, and I'm like, she's going to bust your ankles, yeah. Just get out of there. <laughs> and she's had a very, very good career. Oh, she's Long, super serious. Um, yeah. Very, very strong career as a character actor. Mm. And this was really the start of it. Yeah, she well, she'd come off um, doing a lot of theatre yeah. and stuff like that before this, so... The cast is excellent. Yeah. Mm. Uniformly, there, there isn't a, a, a bad... Even in the minor roles. Buster, he's really not in it that long. He was Oscar-nominated. But he's him, great. Him and her, him and his wife have this great... That's a great relationship. <laughs> which I think There's that spice again. <laughs> his tone never, ever changes yeah. in the whole yeah. conversation. It's just... Yeah, it's and a crack-up. I'm a bit of a nerd burger for, for writers. Like, I love, you know, we've talked about this many times, someone like Shane Black, where there's that economy of his scripts where everything means something. Like, every scene has meaning and, and, and there's a need for it. And the the the, the um, dialogue is witty and stuff. Tarantino's another one who, who gets it like that. And I think this one's quite good, this mm. route. Are you, trying to, are you trying to say it's about nothing, but it's about yeah. everything? <laughs> It's about nothing. <laughs> but it's also about everything, though, Jared. Remember that. Um, and so I, I find that one of my big likes is, is that this is really well written. From the novel to the, the screen, yeah. the screenplay is actually better. Yeah. The novel goes overboard. Like, instead of hobbling his, King was bad his for that. Off. Yeah, King was um, bad for that, though. Just going into the minutiae of everything, she too. She cuts off his thumb and puts it on a cake. She kills two coppers by running over their heads with a fucking lawnmower. Yeah, she's a loose cannon. It, 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 the book went a little bit further. Just a bit. <laughs> the book's a lot more Stephen Kingy, really. Yeah. I mean, it's still got a lot of those really good scenes in yeah, the yeah. movie. Yeah, but yeah. The they book, just pick and, pick and choose the Yeah. But the remember, and he's only recently come out and said this, King, was that Annie Wilkes was his grog, probably. Yeah, yeah. And, and that the, 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 yeah, he was trapped by it and all that sort of stuff. So the yeah. book probably had a bit more substance personally to him. Yeah. But that's what, that's what I love about this script. They actually take that shit out. Mm. They decide, well, it's almost like... It, it is. It's a very economical story, and we're going to treat it that way. A little bit like what they did with Jaws. Remember, in Jaws, uh, Spielberg talks about Jaws that they had all this stuff about the mob and Brody's wife had had an affair. And yeah. And all uh, stripped it back. This is a shark movie. Yeah. Spielberg just chopped it all out. Yeah. I think they've done a similar thing here. Hmm. It feels like the movie for me is the kind of movie that Alfred Hitchcock might have made. In, if he was, you know, back in the 60s, 70s, like he did with Rear Window and that. It's well, very... Rob Reiner, actually, I was reading about it. Um, he watched a bunch of Hitchcock before he made this movie because he wanted to learn about how to create tension. And, and I think it, it totally comes, comes across through. really well. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm not a big Rob Reiner fan. Like, I'm not a big fan of his movies. This doesn't seem like a Rob Reiner yeah, movie to me, really. it kind of feels a little bit out of his wheelhouse, but he does it, he does it pretty well. Mm. I also think there's a fair bit of dark sort of blackly humorous stuff in there mm. like when she he takes a piss and then she's she's splashing the jug around <laughs> gesticulating he's like that, yeah. that's my piss you're gonna spill my piss on me and the stuff with the pig too. yeah well, that was a little bit of black humor in that as i said to you it felt like um she introduced him to the pig like you would introduce your, your new girlfriend to your parents or something. Yeah. Like, it was really odd. It's about time you guys met and all yeah. that sort of shit. Yeah. It was really... and, and the whole thing about her going, um, oh, yeah, like when Misery, misery returns, like when, he, when she forces him to write the book. Yeah. And then she's fucking running around the house, oh, Misery's back. And she's yeah. I'm thinking, this is, like... I would just be sitting there going, you fucking crazy Here, Well, bitch. he is. Like, honestly, yeah, yeah. That's the best that's thing the James Caan does, though, is the the, way, the looks on his face and some of these <laughs> things where he's not saying anything and all you can tell, you can tell exactly what he's thinking by what he's doing with yeah. his face. Yeah. That's the sort of, um, those sort of parts were what I was talking about, about like fan fiction and internet yeah. rage and stuff that kind of Definitely come into this now yeah. because they're like, 
she's acting like some people do on the internet when a new book comes out yeah. and someone like just recently when there was that twist in Captain America that he was with Hydra or something like that in the comics yeah. the bloke was just getting abused and berated <laughs> on Twitter yeah. and that's the thing now, hey guys, that, now that people believe. have access yeah. to Twitter yeah. it's kind of like they've got this author sort of trapped in a way that they can just fucking yeah. vent their rage yeah. exactly. so that kind of angle now is really interesting to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Plus, they've got the complete anonymity because yeah. they're online. They just get away with it. They, they can, just hide they behind the computer screen. Yeah. yeah. There's also a couple of piss funny lines, like when she she asks him to burn his book, and just before she does that, he says, oh, "I wouldn't mind a snack." She comes in with a Barbie, and he goes, "I'll stick a cheese in." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we're gonna fucking cook my manuscript, you dipshit. And then, and then later on, I think he makes another gag about it. He says something about. That's right. I think she gives him ice cream or something. There he goes. Jeez, if I'd have done this, I'd have burned all of them. <laughs> like, yeah, I knew yeah. I was going to get this, I'd burn all the books. Yeah. And that's part of that like really good acting performance. As you said, he gets overshadowed, but he's fantastic because there's two different personas that he's putting on. Like, you can tell he's scared when Annie's there, but he's putting on a smile and charming and all that sort of stuff. And then when she leaves, he's just sort of frantic. Yeah. And thinking about how to get out. Yeah. And, um, Speaking of humour, though, the sheriff, the, the sheriff, sheriff is and his fantastic. Yeah, from the very first bit where he's sort of like, "I'll put it on my to-do list," and gets a post-it and sticks it on the board, and you get lulled into this, oh, fucking small town hick. Yeah. Like you, you kind of play your stereotypes out in your head, and then it turns out he's really, really capable, yeah. and everyone else is screwing things up. Just, but him and his wife are just. I just laugh when he's, he goes out to check on the, the in the snow. Yeah. And just slips down. And it falls into a hole. She goes, and she's like, "You want some help?" Right. <laughs> no, I'm fine, thanks. Bloody fine, thanks, man. They have a real nice back and forth. Yeah. I like when they're driving in the car. The two again, a little bit of this humorous business. Two oldies in the car, and then he's like. Yeah, he gets his hand on it. He's like, in this car, you are my deputy and all this sort of shit. And there was She's like, well, this deputy wants to be at home in bed with the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> my my favourite lines are when she says, she starts crapping on about an affair. And oh, someone's rigging, it's probably who you're having an affair with. And he's like, I'm flattered, you think I've got the energy. <laughs> but of course, the spice, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, he starts talking about the spice. Yeah. And that's what I mean about. Again, coming back to the script, the, the, the dialogue is, it feels natural. Mm. It, it feels like these are sort of people that you would meet. Um, and, and this is a couple that is like this, you know, there's a little bit of that sort of bickering. And yeah. and I think it's, it's just really, really well written. I forgot his funniest bit, actually, when he's talking to the bloke on the phone about the benches. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you put benches in front of your store, people are going to sit on it. <laughs> That was very good. Nice uh, the sequence when she actually goes off for the first time, when yeah. she finds out the misery. You dirty bird! Yeah, fucking going off, shaking the bed and going, yeah. you bloody, you killed her. I don't, yeah, what does he say? Misery lives on in all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. spirit lives on. I don't want her to live on. I want her, you murdered her. Yeah. And she finishes with that bit where she says, you better hope nothing happens to me because if I die, you yeah, die. no one knows you're here. Yeah. I, haven't I haven't called, called anybody. anybody. And and yeah, you know, she basically just lays it out. You're yeah. fucking. You're in the pool. You're mine, Brick. And he's just. That's where he gets the realization. Oh man, what am I going to do now? And I think that's a really, really good way. And and again, building up that tension because we've seen little touches of her being a bit of a loose cannon. Yeah, like when she spills the soup, that's yeah. the first yeah. indicator. Look what you made me do. Yeah, is that that's when she's going when she's on about the language? Talking about the swearing. He's talking about no people don't talk like that and all this sort of stuff. And she can't swear, but she's yeah. And she picks up the table or whatever and hits the yeah. 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 But yeah. um, yeah, there was a few bits like that, and then the the um. The bit that really got me, like, again, showing this is just gone, um, is when she's talking about... um, I can't remember what she's talking about, but it's one of his bits of writing. I think it might be when he brings Misery back. Maybe it's a bit before that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She comes in, she goes, get rid of it all. But, you know, but she's when she's really happy and she's saying it's divine. And then she goes, what's the... the, um, Painting that that the, Dago, the Dago did, on did. yeah, and you like the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. Okay, so even when she's in this sort of mood, she's just dropping stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just she seems so sort of worried about something like swearing about the sort of social convention, but, but then, then just she drops just a bit of blatant racism yeah, and things racism, like that. Yeah. It's just it was really clever. 
really so you just sort of slide it in there too because yeah. when she's happy so you're not expecting her to do something that's yeah and Khan of... gets a little bit of that sort of facial expression like yeah. what the fuck but yeah. then he's sort of smiling away again and yeah, yeah. Um, I think her style of speech is I've actually got it as one of my likes like I was like just got Kathy Bates in general but the way she speaks in this she's got some really weird inflections but it also the writers the way that they got her to use certain words it's like the dirty bird thing yeah. it it's mm. like her worst insult and it's nothing yeah. it's yeah, like yeah. what does that even mean and when she's in the fucking street blowing up at that yeah. bloke and calling him a cockadoo or something <laughs> watch out cockadoo <laughs> I also think some of her best sequences are actually when she's not over the top yeah or um the bit with the gun yeah when she says I've got I'm gonna go, gun I'm gonna go get some bullets I'm gonna go get two bullets and look. she's just staring off into space like that and then there's another sequence where when he's pissing when he's taking a piss She's looking out the window, going, um, talking about ex-husband or something. Yeah, because like the rain gives yeah, her the, the sads or something me, like that. Yeah, makes me feel sad. And she's just blank. Like yeah. She's just staring out the window like that. And then he kind of breaks her out. It's like a trance she's mm. kind of in. Uh, and some of those bits are really, really good. Yeah, she's and, clearly and that's unhinged. The thing about it. I agree that there are some over-the-top moments where it just takes you out of it a little bit with her performance because she's really frothing at the mouth. Mm. But for the most part, she pitches it right in the middle. Yeah, see, I think it all it all works for me. I, yeah. She's supposed to be a fucking psycho, and she nails it. So the whole time, though, the fact that he can't move is just. He's just at her whim when she's fucking flying off the handle and stuff. <laughs> I mean, he and he's just laying there. He can't himself with his hands because he's busted up so badly. Yeah, he's yeah. got one arm. Yeah, he's basically in. He, the best he can do is protect himself with his arm. That's yeah. It. yeah. So in a way, that would have made her acting job a little bit harder. But she's so good that it... She's basically of, acting to a bed, really. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's really impressive what she did and what he did as well to say that sort of... To, to, to carry this movie for that long with the two of them, pretty yeah. much, and the odd cutaway to Buster. Cutaway to Buster, but other than that, it's, it's basically the two of them the whole time. Don't forget Misery the Pig. Misery the Pig. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I also love that sequence where she's outside going... After she's holding him, hey, honey, and he just gets... He gives her the bird. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you joker. <laughs> <laughs> or when he get, finally gets out, that that's one of the best scenes, when he gets out, and he gets out of his wheelchair, and he tries to open the door, and then he hears her fucking close, and he just gets yeah. back into his... He's going down there 100 miles an hour, trying to lock the door again. That's gold. Yeah. But I love the fact that he picks up the phone. And it's and just... And he, uh, gone. It's just empty, and he goes, "You crazy yeah. bitch." <laughs> I'm just thinking, "Fuck!" I'd be just going, "Right, what can I kill myself?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm surprised he didn't just fucking jump out the window. To be honest, like I'd take a couple of cuts from a broken window to get out of that fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. Bugger out the locked the door. The problem was he couldn't. He well, couldn't he, there was nowhere to go. He couldn't do anything. There was nowhere to go once he got out. And see, again, that's the genius of the setup: is that no matter what he did. He couldn't actually get out of there because his his legs were just rat shit. He couldn't have, he couldn't drive a car. He couldn't walk. He couldn't do anything. So, well, I read a thing where this is on the top ten list of greatest claustrophobic movies of all time, like horror movies. And it's not really a claustrophobic movie in that way, but it is in that he's completely trapped. Yeah. He's not in like a little small space or anything like that. It's like like Ryan Reynolds in that fucking one where he's stuck in the coffin or anything yeah. like that. But it's it is the same because he's just got no recourse. He's got nowhere he can go. And the, what you were just talking about the the way they create tension in this movie with the countdown shit, like where you know he can only move at a certain pace and things are happening where he's on a timeline mm. and it just creates tension out of nothing. And the other thing about it too is. You have these movies where you put someone in a position where they're trapped in something, like tied up or whatever. But but, but there's always that idea that they're going to get out of that. So if I'm tied to a chair in a basement, the idea will be if I do get out of it, I can escape. Yeah. This guy can't. Yeah. He just, he just can't escape. He's in the middle of a snowy fucking blizzard, yeah. forest, no legs, he has no car. no idea where he is. Yeah. He's just at the, at the mercy of all of it. So I think that that's really, really, really well played. Yeah, it's the most important part of the movie, for sure. Back to the comedy just quickly. When she's watching the dating show, the mullet on the bloke. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and the chick's yeah. like, I'll have him, thanks. He would have beaten <laughs> Mel Gibson. Yeah. No doubt. He's, it looked like his, his shoulders really? his shoulders looked like there was sort of a hairy octopus sitting behind him or something. Just these little tendrils of hair hanging yeah, off it. That was top shelf. 
There was like an alien. It's an alien head. It was holding that, in place. That took me out of attention because I was giggling like yeah, an idiot a couple of minutes oh, after man. seeing that. I, I think the best scene in the entire movie, in terms of the acting, um, is, strangely enough, the scene where he goes to drug her. Oh, yeah. And the yeah, look the on his face his when look. she knocks that shit over. Yeah. Look at the bottom line on there. Yeah, he just goes... Oh, <laughs> and she's like, oh, can you ever forgive me? And he's just like, that was all of my eggs in that yeah, basket. Yeah. And, and it's what gone. I love about it and he so conveys that with just that look. Yeah. Just, yeah, and and really. the good thing about it is before that, he is playing up to the hilt to her. He's, yeah, yeah. he's talking it up like he loves this shit. Yeah, she's got, a, happens, she's got a best dress on that looks like something out of the 1920s. Yeah, yeah. yeah she looks like she's Amish. Yeah. <laughs> she pops it over and he, the look on his face goes, oh, fuck, you know, that didn't work. Mm. She then says, oh, yeah, let's have a toast. And he tries to, to sort of get back into the front mind frame of, oh, look, you know, you know I'm happy. But you can just tell. Like, yeah. He just sort of goes, oh, he's, just, he's just lost it. Yeah, well, that was all his eggs. He'd for, yeah. worked for God knows how long to you know, condense that. all that shit in that little pouch. Yeah. And she's that messed up in the head that she thinks that he's... You can tell she sort of catches on that he's upset that she's ruined this moment. Yeah. Not that he's Not like, that... fuck, I was going to escape you, you yeah. crazy bitch. Yeah. It's, I think it's the best acting scene in the whole movie. 100%. Yeah, um, I had that down. Even the way they knock the wine over, it doesn't feel forced. Like, it's, something happens and it's all sort She knocks of, a candle yeah, she over. she knocks a candle yeah. over and knocks the wine at the same time. And so it, feel, it even feels kind of natural. Yeah. So it's even worse because it's like, you, you don't sort of sit there going, oh, fuck, you know, who would knock that over, you know? Mm. And it just the look on his face is just... He's crazy, absolutely destroyed. <laughs> yeah. When I first watched it back in the day, I remember... Because I remembered when this scene started happening again when we watched it for this. I remember back in the day, I thought that she might have cottoned on that he'd done something to it. Like, I thought for some reason she'd done it deliberately and it was mm. just, like, just playing the game. But in this, I didn't get that at all. I think no. it was just a flat-out accident and she just got out of it in pure ass. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah, actually right. is better, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. But they do that twice. They actually do that twice. They basically get your hopes up, and then they just deflate it by knocking the knocking the grog over. But then when Buster finds him, yeah, your hopes are way higher. Bang! He gets killed. And yeah. it's like, fuck, you know. That effect though, when it, when Buster gets shot, is actually really well done for when this was made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that looks like a fucking proper carnage from a shotgun. The point blank. And honestly, you think he's he's, he's going to die there because that was his last chance. Yeah. Um, to get out of it, and then she comes down the stairs and starts going. You know, we're gonna. The, the book's almost over, and we're gonna have to. You know, take care. I'm gonna have to take care of it and all that. So you realise he's done. Yeah. He, can, he can only possibly get out of it here. He's got to come up with a plan. He does a good job of coming up with something though. Yeah, to honest, just like plays to her fucking psychosis. I also love the fact that he jams the fucking flaming paper. Yeah. Down you want to throw, take yeah. this, you fucking psycho <laughs> bitch, or whatever he says to her? Yeah. Fucking idiot, just silly. Yeah, that was. Um, and I do. I actually do like the finale, mm. even though there's just that little tacked-on bit where she sort of comes. She should have been dead after the first bit. Um, but I do like that. It's kind of it's 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 a bit over. It, it sort of pushes things into a bit over top territory. It's yeah. a little bit Jason Voorhees like that yeah. bit. It is. I mean, she got hit on the head with a typewriter. Yeah. That'd do me. Well, <laughs> that bit. But then she gets up and then she falls on it and she's clearly like stunned and like yeah, that should yeah. have been when she died. Yeah. But then the, the fact that he hits her with the fucking Misery the Pig door stop, it's got a bit of poetic justice that, to it. Yeah, that yeah. has good pepper, though. That, yeah. that, that would have <laughs> fucking knocked your teeth into the back Yeah, he hits her right in the forehead, and she's just clearly like, yeah, I'm fucked now. Yeah, it's but good. I'll tell you what I really loved about that is the way he he pretty much does exactly what she did to him. Mm. Burned the book, mm. but he does it with the last pages yeah, this was the ending you wanted to know about. Yeah, well, you needed that reaction from yeah, her because she'd I been waiting that. for all that I time. That was great. Um, and it's a really nice way. Look, it's a really good way to sort of finish it up. Mm. That's pretty much it for likes for me. Oh, I, I had one more. Yeah, come the, on. The iconic scene. Had the hobbling. Oh, yeah. It's hard to watch, but that is one iconic oh, fucking moment of this movie. One of the movie. most effective bits of filmmaking. Yeah. If you watch that and don't. Just feel it. Puts the block between his Yeah, and you can see, like, and he please. Considering doing. He starts crying. He's like, please, God, just don't do that. She's like, it's okay, my darling. And he was like, oh, fuck. And then you see that first one, and it's like someone hit one of those rubber, like, remember the old Hulk man? He had fucking twisty arm dolls. It looks like someone just fucking belted that. 
And you know, it looks like, like it's going to go out the window. Yeah. If it wasn't attached to his <laughs> leg. It's like well, he didn't just knock horrible. his foot clean off. It's absolutely well, I love horrible. the fact that they show the first one, mm. but they actually don't show the second one. Yeah, because they really had the effect. You've already you're already sitting there. Going, but they, ah! they, only show, they only showed it for about a split second. It's it just wasn't enough. like half a second. It was just enough. The thing, like being in the age bracket where this was new when I started to watch these movies, yeah. that scene was one of the first things I was ever like. Oh no no you knock you can't you can't do it. oh get that fucking thing oh, I just watching it like just just shocked totally shocked when yeah, it happened yeah. the other thing too is and it always the, the two things I always remember out of the movie are the penguin and the hobbling yeah because the penguin is so simple and when he knocks it over and catches it you think oh he got out of that one he didn't break it he saw it yeah but then she's so fucking unhinged that she's like it always faces it yourself always, you're like, like what oh, I love too is they there's 10 or 15 minutes go by or yeah. something yeah. like that before she comes rushing back in. Because I remembered it when she first came home. I thought she noticed it and yeah, came straight yeah. in. But it was there's a yeah. bunch of other stuff that goes so on between it. They basically load it into the false sense of security twice. Yeah. They say yeah. he, he knocks it off the thing. He dies and catches it. So you think you'd be, you'd they do linger on it when he puts it back up on the shelf. Yeah, they they linger. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's clearly like a fucking, you know, Chekhov's, Chekhov's but penguin. I do love <laughs> the fact that they then don't pull Get it straight into immediately. it. So they let you hang a little. Yeah, and in there is enough scenes to sort of make out like they're you forget about it. Yeah. it. yeah, and you forget about it, and it delivers brilliantly. But also, I love at the end of the hobbling scene, the guy is just in absolute agony, and she says, "I love you." Yeah. Oh, great! Thanks for that. Crazy. That's that's yeah. pure craziness. Yep. You know, that's just off the planet, and I think it's that that sequence just delivers every single time. Like that's now what. 26 years old. Yeah. And it's still... It's still impressive. <laughs> still had me tangled up on the couch. Oh, I can't watch that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely the scene in the film. And mm. it's probably its best... It's been the best scene in the film. Anything else? Anyone else got anything that they want to know? No, pretty much it. Um, dislikes? Yep. Give it to me. The scene, the flashback you were yeah. talking about? Yeah. One of the worst exposition dumps I've ever seen. Just the way that they say it and do it, like, it's, it was excruciating, really. Like, because I remembered it being such a good movie and then seeing that little minute or whatever it was, like I was it like, didn't fit. Are yeah, you 100%. Serious? It was like it was an error. It's like an it's accident. Like he's, it's like he's almost just sitting there going, like, I'm a famous writer yeah. and these are my favourite these are the books that make all my money yeah. and then uh, I'm not going to write them anymore because I'm sick of them at all like it, it's just I think they still I, I personally believe they could have done it at the start they could have done it a phone conversation or something yeah anything and made it a little more because it just it, it does actually feel a little bit like it was maybe whacked in there later you go back yeah. in and, and it just listen doesn't feel to the and I, I get the whole idea was to set that context up for us but it's just a really bad example of how to do it. I yeah. Think, I think it's just the exposition is just so clear cut and down the line. There's no sort of. You know what, though? There's nothing about the characters to sort of. You know what, though? They could have even jettisoned it totally. Because at the end of the day, he almost explains. Not, not explains it. He could have said on the way out of the hotel. He yeah. could have said, knocked over another one, Mr. Sheldon. Yeah. Yeah, my new book, No Misery. But also, with regards like, to the fact that he'd moved on from Misery, yeah. the fact that she read the manuscript and it wasn't a Misery and it was set somewhere else kind of gave him the feeling that obviously yeah. he wanted to do other things. I think there was ways around it. It just felt totally out of place. Yeah, it, 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 looking back, it does feel almost tacked on. It's mm. almost like they shoveled it in there. And yeah. I think, like you said, I think I, I like the way they got it out of the way quickly that this is this is what's happening. Yeah. They just could they just could have done it better, I feel. My other one was as much as I really liked Kathy Bates, I think there was a couple of moments that were possibly beyond her control that were on the nose. And that was randomly dropping things like, Oh, this happened on the witness stand in Denver. Yeah. I mean, we've got an idea that you're screwed up. You mentioned something about your husband which kind of the way you'd been acting made the audience already think, did she do something to him? Yeah. I don't think you needed something that overt and it just, it was a bit of a stinker. It could have um, just waited until he found the fucking newspaper clippings, well, to be honest. I, I, yeah, well, I, that's I, what I thought, going, but then Adam didn't like yeah, the newspaper clippings either. I didn't think either. he liked the newspaper clippings because I just felt it was a bit lazy. Like, 
he and, and I understand why it was done. It was done because there was no other way to produce her background to him unless she told it. Yeah. And yeah, that, of the and way that wasn't going to so, happen. We weren't going to do that. Because of the way he was so sort of isolated yeah. in the house and that. There was never going to be. And the only other way to do it would have been for Buster to uncover it. Yeah. I and just that felt would like, have been even more generic. It I just felt... Been another way of doing it that was sort of cliche. The yeah. thing about that was... I kind of agree that there was there was limited ways to do that background without the book. Yeah. With those lines, we'd already got what we needed. Yeah. And then she just blurts out something about the witness stand. It's like, she's too cunning and I know she's unhinged, but she's been pretty fucking smart about the way she's operated yeah. to just go and say something about... Yeah. That was jarring when she said about the yeah, witness stand. I was like, was, that's clearly an error. She's made a mistake there and it doesn't yeah. fit. Um, and the other dislike was there's a couple of moments where it gets to cartoonish and Gibbo pretty much nailed it previously. The um, the ending where she get belted around the head yeah. with everything. Yeah, it becomes, uh, as you said, Jason. It's a little bit yeah. cartoonish. In that. Oh, look, she's sitting um, up in the background and they don't know she's coming again. Yeah, it's, yeah it and didn't there's, work. There's, a, there's one or two times where the... I think mainly around the... That line about the witness stand, I really hated that, so that got me offside for a little bit. But there was just one or two moments where the anger was just a little bit cartoonish, kind of over-the-top Looney Tune villain for a split second or two. Mm. But for the most part, I find it hard to take away from what she did because no. it was a pretty incredible performance. Yeah, I agree. There are a couple of little just... But it's it's within scenes almost. There's yeah. a couple of times she just pushes it too far and then she comes back down from it. Just sort of touching back on a, one another scene that I really liked is when she buys all the shit for him. Mm. She gives him the paper, yeah. top quality paper, and he says it smudges. Yeah. And she, she, she accepts the fact that it's happened. She turns still away, pissed. turns around and says, can I get you anything else? Yeah. Then just starts fucking ramping it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, calling him all sorts of things and then just drops the paper on, on his legs. legs. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the kind of stuff that worked best. Yeah. You know, because there was actual pure rage in that, the mm. way she did that. In, instead of the cartoon sort of pantomime stuff that does pop out on the odd occasion. Yeah. I was with you. I felt some of the stronger bits were the subdued kind of... Yeah. The bit with the gun was the standout for me where she's just, just talking normally, but she's standing there with a gun saying, Blank I'm going to load it. And yeah. then just leaves and you're like, um, yeah, I'm okay. creeped out. <laughs> Please don't come back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sitting up in bed going... <laughs> where was she going to? Was she going to town to buy bullets? Because she goes, I'm going to get going. the bullets. I'm like, oh, she's just got them in a room somewhere. In the of the night but I thought, yeah, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just thought she was that loose that she just, just <laughs> going. Off. I thought she might have just, just walked. I don't yeah. know. Like, who knows? But I, I, I also, I love Baxter and so Buster and Victoria. Mm. But I also felt sometimes. Pulling away from the main action just took the tension away a little bit. Yeah. But I kind of understood you had to have them. You had to because I think if you'd have spent the entire time in that house, it wouldn't have been as good a film. It's hard to carry off the movie. Yeah. And you also you had to have a bit of hope for Sheldon somewhere. Yeah. That. And it kind of connecting the dots. It kind of heightened out where it was. It was like you said. It's like they're holding it out to you. That he's coming or whatever, and then it's it's yeah. yanked it away. away from yeah. there. Like it's sort of effective in that manner. Yeah, and and overall, and this is the other thing. Getting back to Kathy Bates, is this is part of the reason why hiring someone who's a character actress or a, an unknown was a better move mm. because there was a bit more nuance to her performance, and she could she had range across a few different. Discipline, so to speak. You know, mm. she could do the subdued. She could play the super excited, happy. She could play the psychotic. Yeah. Um, the theatre background had probably set her up just nicely for that type of role. Yeah. Especially considering it almost feels like a play. In fact, it could have probably been a play. Well, it, it was on Broadway it, a few times. Was it? Yeah. I think it's... Uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis actually did it with somebody. Did he? Oh, did he? Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh. Um, <laughs> Julia Roberts was supposed to play uh, Annie at one point too, oh, that's, so that's, that would not have worked that out. seems way out of yeah. it. Oh, I, I, I can't see Willis pulling off the no. smiley kind of... Well, but that's the thing about... Play along The thing about Willis is why would you cast him when his persona is action man, tough guy? Like, it's hard to sell that as being 
vulnerable. Mm. Whereas someone like James Khan, that's why he's another great pickup. If you put Harrison Ford in that role, all we think of is Indiana Jones. Yeah, and Solo. And Solo. He'll get out of this somehow. Actually, yeah, I think that was a happy accident because yeah. Khan was not quite that level where you didn't look at it oh it's Harrison Ford plus he always doesn't get out of movies because have you seen The Godfather Godfather. yeah yeah. and and he's sort of you know you're sitting there saying that's Paul Sheldon you're not saying it's James Caan exactly um Michael Douglas, if it was Michael Douglas sitting up in the bed, I'm thinking, Michael Douglas is a prick. I don't care if he gets yeah, out. Yeah, that's right. I can't imagine him doing a smiley yeah. Is he going to give Andy to Sharon Stone? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think about and I just think that casting was a was a major reason yeah. why this was. There were home runs on both yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, I just think looking at that list that we talked about a minute ago, like you're talking about you're not excited a about lot it, of either. really heavy hitters. Like imagine yeah. the hero. I mean, for God's sake, he was in the middle of his Cape Fear period. I mean, yeah. fuck, he, he can, crazy. Yeah. He would have been better to play Annie, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had one other issue, too. We kind of we talked about the the end fighting scene, but after that, it feels like the movie just goes, oh, well, we're done, and yeah. it's just done. It's just over. It's really abrupt. It does, it does the whole, you know, 18 months later thing, but that doesn't help it in that way. It's just yeah. sort of, you know, the last thing you see, he's laying on the ground with Annie. There's no... You don't see how he actually gets out of there. Yeah, like, I assume he yeah. just goes out and drives a car somehow. But after that, it's just all of a sudden he's just in town. And he's like, oh yeah, and then he sees the waitress, and he's clearly got some PTSD stuff going on, and that's it. it yeah, it's it, does, just, it does end pretty. It's quick, like they went, oh, we're out of money, guns, just fucking wrap it up. It's it's like two minutes yeah. after he's killed her. Yeah, that it wraps itself up. It just feels really rushed and. and yeah, I mean, you probably could have, you know, even if you just had a little. A slight montage of him, him getting out or whatever, and, and then maybe appearing in town in the car, fucking you know, all busted up, something like that. But even just getting t- back in touch with his daughter, because he mentioned yeah. his daughter a bunch of times through the thing. You know, I need to let my daughter know it's her birthday and all sorts of stuff. You never even see her. There's no like it, just him reattaching to that, and then you know, just do do it over. You know, a bit of a more gradual instead of just going. Oh, 18 months later, he's got a limp. He's got a new book. Yeah. Movie's over. But he's whistling Dixie down the street and I'm off, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm really he's happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it does. It's very abrupt at the end of the day. But, I mean, again, these are minor things at, at, at the end of the day. It's certainly a far better it's still film. still a fucking classic. It's still a very good film, yeah. We could have something to, something to talk about. We can't have a blank dislike section. Oh, we can. We, we could. could. Have yeah. we been down the blank dislike section? I don't think so. Road? We've been down the blank. Thunder and Paradise. <laughs> 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 We've been down the blank likes, haven't we? Yeah. 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 Man or <laughs> nothing. No, no, there was a couple of likes in Man Was there any likes for pieces? Jack Frost, was no likes. No, no likes, Jack, pieces, no, pieces, pieces we, we, we didn't me. go likes or dislikes. We just did with what we did with Thunder and Paradise. Here's just this shit. Here we can laugh at it. We've done that twice. Guess it was kind of funny. The, the likes and dislikes because we felt... Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. Time. It was absolutely hilarious. And even funnier when your reaction came through. Ugh, <laughs> fucking jerks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's everyone. Yeah, I think we're good. Misery. Yep. yep. If you're looking to contact us, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. God help you. Like us on Facebook, <laughs> Thrill Me Podcast Australia. Like us on Facebook. <laughs> this is our reiterating because it's been a bit quiet. <laughs> Shock me. Or <laughs> Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for our next movie. Leprechaun. <laughs> no, no. Uh, something highbrow. Yeah, yeah. Leprechaun. But just keep an eye on the Facebook page and we'll let people know what we're going to cover next. Uh, until then, everyone take it easy and we'll catch up with you later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me or one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.